We're Christmas season. Don't we want to talk about the birth of Christ? (laughs) It's easy to do that. But this is why he was born. Last week's message, for those of you who were here and those of you who weren't, by the way, uh, there's been some work. We kind of put a committee together and there's been some work on our website, redoing some things. And uh, you can go on our website and you can search uh, for any sermons you might want to hear. Uh, You can read our bulletins, uh, see any announcements. Uh, any of that on our church website, so uh, look for that. Uh, but last Sunday, uh, the message was about the fact that the birth of Christ was foretold 700 years uh, before it occurred, and that that was no accident. Uh, as a matter of fact, it had been planned since the dawn of time, uh, that Jesus Christ came and We won't rehash last week's message, but uh, with that, though, uh, speaking of the birth of Christ, I want to read a couple of verses uh, out of the book of Matthew uh, in the first chapter. So if you want to turn to the very first book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1, I'm going to read just a couple of verses there. And and in your turning there, what has happened here, I'm not going to read them all, so quickly what has taken place, uh, the angel had come to Mary and told Mary that she was going to have a child. And and in so doing, uh, uh, she uh, just was terrified, but yet word got out to Joseph, and Joseph began to wonder uh, about how and what was happening. Uh, because the Holy Ghost had come and spoke with, uh, uh, through Mary, through the angel, and this child was going to be born. Uh, so Joseph was engaged to Mary. How would you feel if someone you love dearly and you were engaged to be married to has come to you and said, I'm going to have a child? Knowing that there had been no relations. And, and so therefore, uh, Joseph ponders upon himself just what to do. What to do? And in verse 20 uh, of chapter 1 in verse Matthew, uh, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And he shall, and she shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted God with us. Think about this as as they hear the fact that she's going to have a baby. Mothers in here today. Uh, and husbands, fathers, you can uh, uh, recall maybe the stories as well. Uh, when you first found out that uh, you were going to have a baby, brothers, and the excitement that came over that, and when you found out, guess what? 
you started preparing, didn't you? You started planning. You knew there was going to be a life-changing event, so you started preparing for that time. You started doing all kinds of things. You started uh, preparing the room, uh, uh, my friend. You started uh, uh, maybe preparing uh, 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 the place that, and getting everything necessary and getting everything right in its place that would be needed uh, for when your child would come uh, because there was at a time a date expected that this baby uh, should come. So you started preparing all of these things and you started thinking about that and you also started to think about the name. What shall we call our baby? All of these things you've done and you started preparing all of these. Why? Because there was a purpose to your preparations. There was a purpose a baby was going to be born. So in doing all of these things, you prepared yourself for a child to be born. I'm getting at a place here. So in doing that today, just as we prepare, I remember when our children was born. I remember, you know, going to, and my wife would pick out the colors, and yes, dear, and whatever, and we would go, and, and I'd paint, and we'd get all those things. I remember when my grandchildren were born, uh, doing the same thing, and going and looking over how they prepared the room, and, and you have your baby showers, and you bring things in because things are going to be needed, and people came to from far around to come and see your baby after it was born. Listen here, we go through so many things in the reality of life when a baby is born. We need to understand that this baby was born too, and this baby was born for a purpose. Uh, When the announcements came out, uh, we hear here uh, that the announcement came to Mary, and then it came to Joseph, and later on, we'll see in another chapter, it comes to the shepherds uh, that this child is going to be born. Uh, Why? Because this child was planned for a purpose. My friend, I want us to understand uh, this baby Christ Jesus, his name shall be called Emmanuel, which is Christ or God with us. Uh, This baby is going to be born and it's born for a purpose. And that purpose we read about last week. We heard about uh, from Isaiah's writings last week about how important that purpose is. Uh, that purpose for this baby is for him to be born in Bethlehem, but also to go to Calvary. And that was the purpose for this child to be born. And it's so important for us to realize uh, the purpose of his birth was his death. May I stop right here and tell you and remind you each and every one as we plan and prepare for a newborn birth, the babies that come into your homes and households. May I also remind you once again, as the book of Ecclesiastes tells us, there's a time to be born and a time to die. So while we prepare for a living and while we prepare for birth and we prepare from that point on, uh, we prepare to take care of our children until they get to the age where they can take care of themselves, uh, get out on their own. We have to loose them and let them fly. And maybe what we taught them will remain in them. Uh, but we have to do that. But we've got to prepare. And then all the time we're preparing for our lives when we ought to be preparing for our deaths. Because 
Every one of us has an appointment. And that death that I'm talking about preparing for, and how do you prepare for death? There's only one way that you can prepare for death. And that way you prepare for death is to prepare to live. And Jesus told Martha that uh, when they told him that Lazarus had died, and Lord, if you'd only been here, uh, my brother would not have died. And Martha uh, just kept going on, and Jesus finally says, listen. My word, but here he says, I am the resurrection and the, de- and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then he reminds her something by asking her a question. He says, believest thou this? Uh, my friend, I want to tell you something. Jesus Christ was born uh, to go to the cross in which we had just witnessed on the screen there. He was born for a purpose, and that purpose was to take your sins and my sins and the sins of the world and to be the living sacrifice for you and I so that we can have this eternal life uh, that he spoke to Martha about. You, that we can have this everlasting life here that we spoke about. I want us to read here. I want to turn over into the book of First Peter and I want us to see something here of uh, what he says over here in Peter uh, chapter 1 and I want to start in verse 18. For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things uh, such as silver and gold uh, from your vain conversation uh, received by the tradition from your fathers, uh, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, and who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. You see, the scripture right here uh, speaks about the birth of Jesus Christ, uh, that it was planned even before the world began, before the foundation of the world. It said it was foreordained uh, that Jesus Christ should be born uh, before the foundation of the world. And then let me back up here and read verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Why would you speak of death if you will when you're talking about birth that's why Jesus came he came so that you and I could have life and not only have life more abundantly but have life in heaven with him may I tell you something today every one of us here here's a news flash for you you will have eternal life Every one of us, because God breathed into man, into man's nostrils, and man became a living soul, and that soul will never die, so that you have today eternal life. This world is not your home. One of these days, as we see, a time will make a change in us, or you can go out in a, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, you can be going. I was thinking earlier this morning, my cousin Larry, a member of this church, a few years ago died. He was in the middle of a conversation talking with his mother, and in the middle of a conversation he died in that very instant sitting in a chair Uh, listen here we can go that quickly my friend and so therefore if we put all of this time in preparing for the birth of a baby uh, shouldn't we prepare for the life hereafter of a child of a person of ourselves it's important to prepare And we do everything we can to prepare for when that baby is born, that it has what it needs. But I'm going to tell you something. Everything you can give, and my friend, and it talks about the gold and precious stones. It's not what we give to the child. It's what we give to the child that lasts. And that lasting that we give there is the reason why he died, uh, that we are uh, redeemed uh, with the a precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. How great is that? 
death. This verse tells us, uh, my friend, that the cross, my friends, listen, uh, what you just witnessed here on that beautiful scenery, of uh, that song there, and all that was done, and I thank you again for that. But this verse here shows us, and it tells us uh, that the birth of Christ uh, was scheduled and was told just as it was, and the cross and the crucifixion of Christ was not an aftermath. It wasn't thought of afterwards because of that. It was already ordained as well before the foundations of the world here because he said by the blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without spot and without blemish here. Listen here, how important is that for you and I today that we realize as we see the baby child in the manger scene there that this baby child was our gift. Our gift for God so loved the world that he gave. He gifted us. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. You see, I told you we all were going to live eternally. But he died so that we could go to be with him. Let not your heart be troubled, he told his disciples. Believe in the Father, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. You know what? He was reminding them, you believe in the Father, believe also in me. My friend, this is what Jesus Christ came for what he died for so that we would believe in him and have our heavenly home that he has promised to give us. But I'm going to tell you something. Being a good person doesn't get it. Coming to church doesn't get it. Having that relationship and religion doesn't get it. And let me tell you something else that won't get you to heaven. Something else that won't get you to heaven is the reasons why you don't go because of how you see somebody else live that says they're a child of God. Because every one of us is going to stand before God. Every one of us is going to take an account of our own lives. But that eternal life that we each and every one have, guess why? Because hell was our destiny. Hell was our destiny and it still is today. But Jesus Christ came to make a way of escape, the scripture tells us. Jesus Christ came so that we could do that. We sing the carols at Christmas, away in a manger. Away in a manger, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. You think about that, and yet, here lays the propitiation for our sins. Why? The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 3, Christ died for our sins. Christ died for our sins. Then in Philippians, the second chapter in the eighth verse says that he humbled himself. He humbled himself and came obedient unto death, even unto the death of the cross. May I tell you this morning as we think about Christmas and the birth of Christ, my friends, we cannot stop at the birth because that's not why he came. He came to die. He was born so that he could live, so that people could see that they could see is what we just witnessed here. He could go through that and all of that so he could die to be the sacrifice that was needed. And may I tell you today, he died so that you and I could live. And my friends, I want to tell you something. That's important when you're going to stand before God. That's important that you will know that you know. Huh? I can tell you when. 
I can't even tell you the day, but the date don't matter. It's that I know that there's been a change taking place. And all you have to do is simply believe in your heart that you're a sinner. Confess your sins. All of sin to come short of the glory of God. And it's not talking about bad people. You see, we have a way of, uh, of trying to uh, uh, categorize sin. We have a way of trying to categorize good people and bad people. And we say, well, I'm not like that person because I don't do those terrible things. So I must be a good person. And there was a Pharisee in the Bible that looked over the publican and he said the same thing. He said, I thank God I'm not like that person for I give and I, and I fast and I give and I do all of these things. It was exhorting himself. And the Bible tells us if we want to come to Jesus Christ, we're going to have to lay ourselves down. Just like that song you just heard son said. We've got to lay ourselves down. And we've got to say, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. You want to know why the birth of Jesus Christ came? Because there was a purpose behind it. There was a purpose, as we read last week once again, that was already foretold what he would do. My grandsons, my granddaughter, I have no clue. The Lord delays his coming and they live to see adulthood, what they may become of themselves. You don't, don't know either. But may I tell you this. God knew the very reason why his son came to be born. And it's so important for us to do that. Philippians 2, 8 says, And he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even unto the death of a cross. Listen here. Became obedient. He knew that he had to come to die. Even so much so that in that night there before they came and they'd take it and they'd led him back to be going through the trials that were all false and illegal. He went up in the garden and he told his disciples to watch and pray. And he went on a little further and he fell on his face and he prayed. And the Bible said he prayed so intensely that his sweat became as great drops of blood. But he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And he said, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. That's becoming obedient unto death, even unto the death of the cross. See, you can, you can kick and you can fight and you can scream and you can do everything you can do, but death is still coming. You can do everything you can do. I'm going to tell you something. You're up in the middle of the night and you got the TV on. There are so many things on there now that will tell you how you can take this pill and do this and do that. And, and, and you won't age and you're going to live. And I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing what people will tell you to try to get you to believe that you can live forever. But I'm going to tell you, if you want to live forever, you won't find it on late night infomercial. If you want to live forever, how you're going to find it is through and by the word of God and through and by realizing that we're all born into sin and being born into sin. Listen here, we've got to acknowledge and confess that we are all sinners and we've got to do that within our heart, believe and confess with our mouth. And God said that he would bring salvation into us. And that's as simple as that. That's why it's called ABCs of salvation. Admit, believe, and confess. And how important that is. You see, Jesus Christ became obedient even unto the death of the cross. Let me go and close here in just a few minutes.
in that day, I'm thankful today that we wouldn't do such a thing. But in that day, the cross was a cruelest form of punishment. They even said it was came with an added curse if you was to die on a cross. You see, for if you were dying on a cross, you would be suspended between the earth and the heaven. So you'd be suspended so you'd feel all the weight of your body. And after so long a time, they would break your bones for the most part. And you would die in in such agony after so long, so many hours, you would cry out to die. Cruel death. Cruel, cruel death. And you know, that's exactly what they thought they were doing with Jesus Christ. The cross was a symbol then of finality. Do you know that? The cross was a symbol of finality. This is it. Being done away with. (laughs) But that wasn't in God's plan, was it? That wasn't in God's plan. The cross was not the end. It was only the beginning. And how great it is to know that. So make no mistake about it. This baby that we celebrate in a manger scene. This time of year that we celebrate the birth of Christ. Make no mistake about it. It was needed to be born to die for our sins. So that you and I could have a way of escape. I'm so glad of that today, aren't you? I'm so glad of that. The Bible tells us over in the book of Philippians. Let me turn to this real quickly here. I want to share something else with you. In the book of Philippians, it's a come to close. Philippians chapter 2. I want to start reading about verse 9. I'll bring it down to verse 9. Wherefore God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of the things in heaven and the things in earth and the things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You see, every knee is going to bow. Every knee. Let me ask you right now. Would you just, I don't do this, but bow your heads. Just bow your head. Every one of you. If you know Jesus is your Savior, will you take this opportunity right now to thank Him? Thank Him for the gift that you've received. But if you're needing Jesus as your Savior, don't look to the cradle. It's empty, right? You won't look on the cross and find Him on the cross. It's empty as well. Don't even look at the tomb when we celebrate Easter. Why? It's empty. If you're needing Jesus as your Savior, ask Him to forgive you of your sins and He will come into what else is empty? Your heart. He'll come into your empty heart and He'll fill that with His Holy Spirit. So right now, that's exactly what's needed. We're talking about in this time of the year going out and searching for a gift that we would want to please others. But Jesus gave the greatest gift of all. And all you need to do is simply invite him to come into your heart. Say, God, forgive me of my sins. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good you are. We've all sinned and come short. You know why? For one thing, it's in your blood. The sin of Adam passed upon us all. 
God, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on a cross for me. And I believe that you were buried in that tomb and on the third day you rose again. And I believe, Lord, that you're coming back. I'm going to tell you something, church. If we can go and we can prove that he was born, if we can prove that he was crucified, if we can prove that he was buried, if we can prove that he ascended into heaven, my friend, I, even the skeptic should say, I want to know Jesus. But you've got to believe in your heart. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made in salvation. Would you stand right now? The greatest gift was not the baby in the manger. The greatest gift is that he died for a purpose. And guess what the purpose is? We are the purpose. We're the reason. You are the purpose he died. You're the purpose he was buried. You're the purpose he rose again. And my friend, he's coming back for those who have asked him in his heart. I don't care if you here every Sunday. I don't care if... How long, if God's speaking in your heart and you're here for the first time, you need to come. That's why you're here. Listen to this song this morning. If you're here, you need to come. Maybe you're a child of God and and you just strayed and you're not doing the will of God like you know you need to. Just come and pray. You're here today and you need to join this church. I want you to do that. Just let us be known. Whatever it is, I want you to come right now. You need to come and pray. You want someone to pray with you? I'm going to have someone, Brother Michael, be coming up here. He'll come and he'll be praying with you. If you need to have someone pray, just say pray with me. What about you? Any other deacons might want to come up as well. Go ahead and I say listen to this song. You listen. Tiny fingers reach me. I want to share this. We're going to be dismissed. <clears throat> you may not come here, but as I said, one day you will stand before God. You don't have to be in a church to be saved. You can call out to him wherever you may be. The youngest daughter, Mallory, did it after we come home from church one night. Okay? So I'm going to simply ask you, if you need to speak with me privately about your salvation, I'll be back there at the door, and we'll talk about it. You need to call upon him. If you're not saved, accept his gift. Accept his gift. I can't do it for you. Good to see every one of you here today. I just want to leave you with this. If this is the last time I'm here, if the Lord takes me out, calls my name, or what have you, be rest assured it is well with my soul. Be rest assured it is well, it is well, it is well. I'd sure like to know that about each and every one of you too. Bow our heads, we'll be dismissed. Thank God for each and every one of you. Brother Schuyler, will you dismiss us this morning?